sound good so You be 
God bless you, sir. Amen. And uh, certainly we just, you know, just thrilled about what God is doing and what he is going to do. Certainly there should be some expectation of what God is going to do. Amen. If you don't have an expectation, then something is off. Something is wrong. Uh, you're not serving the same God that I'm serving. You're serving a different God. 
So we want to go. I know you've been in service through this week, and I'm sure the ministers have, from what I've heard, echoed, but already knew that the word of God was being proclaimed and that the saints of God was being blessed. And so let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. Lord God, we thank you for allowing us, Lord God, this another day, another day's journey. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for those that are present, those under the sound of my voice, those that are listening over the airways. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God, and we ask that you bless each individual, Lord. You know the need of every person, Lord. Lord Jesus, we don't. Lord God, we barely know the needs of ourselves sometimes. Lord God, but you know and understand our makeup and our being. Lord Jesus, you know, Lord God, the areas, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you know and understand all things. There's nothing that has escaped your presence. Lord God, and therefore we pray and ask that you bless us, Lord. Bless me to decrease as you increase. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the committee, the committee, God bless you, committee. Amen. Amen. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Certainly the, the thing that I received was committed to the service of the Lord. And so for uh, the scripture uh, says for the for this cause, I also suffer these things. For this cause, for this cause, I, I'm suffering some things. And for, um, and for I know whom I believe and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And, and so as a subtopic to the, to the theme, the theme being committed to the service of the Lord, I just want to take a subtopic, the end game. End game. And so uh, I, I was instructed to, you know, this morning we, we've been in service and the Lord blessed and you know, as I got out of the car this morning and thinking about the word of God, the Lord had, had told me to take my time. And I didn't really get what that meant at the moment. But I knew not to rush through the through the presentation of the gospel. You know, and so uh, when I got into the service, my glasses was broke. <laughs> I leave a pair of glasses at the church so that uh, I don't forget them, but when I got there, they were all bent out. The planes broke. They wasn't like that when I wore them on Tuesday. You know, then you get there early, as we should, you know, to, to set up and to make sure things are, are technically sound. And that fell apart in the service. But it didn't stop the service. Watch out. Watch out. Then in the broadcast, there was prejudice. And there was those that, you know, but, but you see, the thing, about, the thing about farming is that you have to take your time. Because as you plow, you're going to hit some rocks. You know, you may have gone through the field and removed all the rocks that you saw. But as you plow, you're going to hit some rocks. And then you have to slow down, stop, and remove those rocks from the ground in order to continue planting the seed. Yes. Oh, 
And so there were some rocks that had to be removed. And so it didn't stop anything. As a matter of fact, it added to, the, to what was going on. And so as we talk about commitment, uh, the question is, do you have a commitment that God can trust? You know, I, I know the word of God, you know, and, you know, you've been told don't put no trust in flesh and, and we should not. Uh, but can God trust you with what he gives you? Watch out now. You know, the, the Bible tells us over in Genesis, the 18th chapter, it says, for I know him that he will command his children and his household. So he's going to command his children, his servants and everybody in the house. And that's contrary to what many believe because some say I'm not going to force my children to go to church but you make them get up and go to school I'm not going to make them do what they don't want to do but you're talking about their soul salvation so I wonder if, if they're going to be lost along with you bless your Lord but he said I know that he'll command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And so therefore, if you don't think that God can't put any trust in you, you put trust in Abraham. And I believe that God will do the same thing for you too. That when he call you, he is looking for you to carry out what he wants you to do. I believe that was in the heart and the foundation that was uh, that was part of what we stand upon today. You know, the ministry being established by, uh, and I'm sure it has been exhorted, but by Overseer Earth. Amen. The birth of the many ministries that uh, that you see uh, was under her tutelage. It was under her instructions, her direction, and her uh, nursing that we stand here today. And so certainly we thank and praise God because she did a great job. She did a wonderful job. Amen. That's why you have a wonderful pastor. She did a wonderful job. That's why you have great elders. You have evangelists. Because of the ministry that she brought forth. Amen. That impacted all of our lives. And so therefore today we are remembering her and remembering the the founders, as labeled the Founders Day, amen, in which God has blessed and established. And we're not talking about emotionalism. Not talking about being dogmatic. Uh, You know, we're not talking about those things that where we take ourselves and make us seem superior over others. Uh, You know, that's what the scribes and Pharisees did, the Herodians and Essenes, you know, to name a few. You know, and so, uh, and, and, a few, and a few church folks as well. Amen. And others that do the same. You know, but uh, as you know, the word uh, commitment itself means a, a pledge has been made to someone. And so, if you've made a pledge to anybody or anything for any reason, you understand what it is. You know, it's often symbolized with a ring or a vow unto sovereign God. You know, commitments are made with a signature on the dotted line. You know, you ought to read that line before you sign. You know, don't be so thirsty that you sign it and then the interest rate is too high to maintain. Bless you, Lord. And so we ought to, you know, watch out for our commitments that we make. You know, because things get old after a while. 
Uh, the commitment says, I will subject myself on the job uh, to get paid until one or both of us terminate the agreement. And you know, there are different types of commitments. There is an effective commitment, you know, because I want to do it. You know, a continuous commitment because I need to do it. A, a normative commitment, a sense of obligation. And there is a focused commitment uh, because I am inspired. Amen. I hope you're inspired this moment. Amen. To do the will of God. Amen. I hope you are effective because you want to be. Amen. And that you are continuing on because you know you need to be. Amen. Because there is a sense of obligation. You know, there's another two types of commitments. There is a shady commitment. And you know, that you can identify a shady commitment because there's a hidden agenda. And it's easily identified because when that hidden agenda is not manifested or they don't get what they want, then you find that they disappear. And so there's something shady about that. And there is an honest commitment where you refuse to compromise, where you will hold on no matter what. I believe that's the kind of commitment that God is looking for. He's looking for a, a commitment that you refuse to compromise on. Now, bless your Lord Jesus. Amen. And, and so I want you to know that I'm, I'm only going to talk about an honest commitment. I'm going to leave the rest of those alone. You know, and so how committed are you today? Uh, is it a shady commitment? Or do you have a hidden agenda? Or is it honest? And signed with a refusal to compromise. You know, compromise means to, to figure things out on your own. You know, that's where we fall into com being compromised. You know, meaning that we've added too much self-involvement. We got all caught up in our feelings. And so that, therefore, we begin to reason and rationalize within ourselves. And after a while, we have compromised. But to honestly commit means to pull all things aside and to focus on that one task. You know, someone said you can multitask, but you need to focus on the one task and do it well. You know, focusing on that task doesn't take away from the marriage. It doesn't take away from anything that God is trying to do. It doesn't take away from civil behavior. It doesn't take away from anything that is right when you're focused. When you're looking at what you need to look at and paying attention to what needs to be done, it enhances. Amen. It amends. It brings about those things that should be done. Instead of always asking what can be done for me, you'll be like Robert F. Kennedy and ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. When was the last time you asked what can I do for the church? What can I do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to ask? Bless your Lord God. I got an amen inside of me. Amen. So I'm going to tell you now, I don't preach your amens. Amen. Bless your Lord God. I have something already working inside of me. And so you can you can sit quietly. Amen. And you can get with me. And bless your Lord God. And so when was the last time that you asked? Uh, because I'm committed to the cause. Can you be asked to do anything? Oh, bless your Lord God. And you might want to bring this down just a little bit. So don't give any feedback as I get louder. Amen. Because I'm going to lift my voice. The Bible told me to lift my voice like a trumpet. Amen. And show my people. And so we're going to go forth as we're going forth in the word of God. Amen. And so when was the last time that you asked? What did I do to make the Lord like? 
You know, many hands will make a low light. And not because you want to be a, a one-hitter wonder, amen, but you want to, you committed to the cause. And so when was the last time you removed yourself and added those things that was mentioned earlier? Amen, added some effectiveness, added some continuous, some, some normativity, some focus. You know, I heard the word of God say, nonetheless, the foundation of God standeth assured. Uh, having this seal, what seal? This seal. Having something that is used, a seal, something that is used to join things together, to keep them from becoming separated or being moved apart, or to prevent anything from coming in between them. When it's not a true commitment, something will come between you. And so without an honest commitment, you don't have nothing joining you to the foundation that has been established. Without an honest commitment, you don't have a seal of approval. Without an honest commitment, there's nothing covering. There's certainly no acknowledgement from God himself. Amen. Some have mistaken that the learned behavior is an acknowledgement from God. But I'm here today to tell you that that is not so. Amen. A commitment of an acknowledgement from God means that he has put his approval on it. Amen. And so the building continues. And so the Lord knoweth them that are his, the Bible says. You know, as I begin to look at it and to examine it a little more about that commitment, you know, that's when I realized that it's all about the end game. And, you know, the end game is what it's all about. You sign a contract to buy a car, the end game is to own it. You sign a contract to buy a house, the end game is to own it. And you, you signed up and, uh, you know, for, for that job, the end game is to collect some dividends and some, uh, you know, to collect a check. It's about the end game. You know, and so therefore when we get in, when we start thinking about the end game, you know, the Bible said, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Why? Because there's the end game. Amen. There's something I'm looking for at the end of it. And so in order to obtain that, I'm going to have to stop sinning. I'm going to have to give up on some things. I'm going to have to stop doing some things and let some things go. Amen. Well, preacher, I'm in the church and I don't drink. Well, I'm not talking about that. I preach I'm in the church and I'm not smashing anymore. Well, listen here. Uh, and, and so uh, uh, I'm not vaping or doing any of those things. Uh, you know, I haven't went out and bought any OG or no Gorilla Glue recently. Amen. But, but listen here. Uh, in, the Bible says in the house of God there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and clay. Amen. Some earth and some of iron and some of dishonor. Uh, if a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be an honor, a vessel of honor sanctified and meet for the master's right, use. Right. That's what we want to be, meet for the master's use. Yeah. Amen. Prepared unto every good work. Amen. The scriptorial theme comes from a seasoned minister of the gospel. One that has life experience in both the natural and spiritual situations. Amen. The, the evangelist Paul, you know, someone said he was on a missionary journey and I'm still waiting for you to find that scripture for me. Amen. But, but he was evangelizing. Establishing churches, preaching the gospel, amen, carrying out uh, the message that God wanted him to give, amen, but he was also a tent maker, he was a construction worker, amen, so he was a builder, and so uh, he was uh, well seasoned in those areas, uh, some are seasoned, uh, at least they think they are, amen, it doesn't mean that uh, uh, you can be old, amen, so you're seasoned in age, uh, you could be a minister, 
Amen. But are you seasoned? Uh, well, the Bible tells us that when some uh, have, have, should be teaching the gospel, uh, they have need yet to be taught. Uh, need to be, he didn't say just teach, but you need to be taught again. Uh, which was the, in the first principles and the oracles of God. And are such as need of milk instead of having meat. Amen. And so uh, Paul is dealing with the youngness. And he's dealing with a young pastor. Uh, like all pastors, some started out young. Amen. And so they start, they have to start somewhere. Amen. Just like you started working somewhere when at a certain age. Amen. Somebody may have told you that you don't have the experience that you need. And then somebody opened a door for you and now you have an expertise. Amen. And so you got to start somewhere. And so the Bible tells us that Paul was, was mentoring this young man and letting him know uh, this is going to occur. You're going to face some challenges. You're going to have to deal with some false doctrines. Uh, you're going to have to deal with some people sitting in service. And uh, you're going to have to deal with, uh, yeah, false doctrines right in the church. Amen. Those that say that I'm saved are going to have false doctrines in them. Amen. That have to be winged out. Amen. We yet have to be purged by the word of God. You know, it is a process, but it has to occur. Yeah. Amen. So sometimes the gospel is going to make you say, ouch. Right. Uh, sometimes it's going to hurt your feelings. Right. Uh, sometimes the word of God is going to break you down to build you back up. Right. Amen. And so there's going to be some challenges. Uh, false doctrines in the church among people that are sitting right in the service. Amen. And so there's development that has to occur. There's building and rebuilding. Church conduct that has to be fought against. Amen. Well, this is the way we've always done it. Well, it's time to do it a better way. Uh, I like what somebody said that when you've done your best, do better. Amen. And so we can all do better. Bless your Lord God. Uh, do you feel like doing better today? Mighty God bless your name, Jesus. We can all do better. Amen. Paul used himself as an example. Amen. And you should be able to use yourself as an example. Amen. Not just a title, but a good example. Wherefore, I am appointed a preacher. Uh, Paul is letting you know I'm here to declare the gospel of Christ. He said I'm an apostle, meaning that I'm a messenger. Amen. One that has seen God. Oh, bless you, Lord God. All the apostles have seen him. Amen. I don't know about the apostles today because they, none of them have seen God. Uh, but I know those of the Bible, amen, that they saw God and they spoke to God. Oh, my God. Bless your name, Jesus. And he said, I'm a teacher of this. Amen. A teacher unto the Gentiles. A teacher for the dispensation of grace. Because that's where we are today. We're in a dispensation of grace. Amen. We're in a time in which no one saw before. Amen. And that grace period is soon running out. Amen. Somebody said, well, it may not run out before I leave here. Well, you still better get it right today. Amen. You better get it right in what time that you have left here. Oh, bless your Lord God. The Bible said, for the which cause I have suffered these things. Uh, there's some suffering that we have to deal with sometimes. Amen. We got to deal with some things. Uh, and, and so therefore, uh, in the pastoral, it will hurt sometimes. Amen. Uh, there's no doubt that even in our, our, our godmother, uh, our great uh, founder of the ministry, amen, that there was some suffering that went on. Amen. And there's going to be some suffering that continues. Amen. And if you're going to live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. Nonetheless, I am not ashamed. So there are times that sometimes you feel a little overwhelmed. 
Amen. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed. Sometimes folks will make fun of you. Uh, but he said, I'm not ashamed. Uh, because even in making fun, sometimes it sparks curiosity in the one that they're making fun to. That they say, I, I got to go see it for myself only to go and find out what was being said was incorrect. And so he said, I'm not ashamed. It, some things are for the furtherance of the gospel. He said, for I know whom I believe, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. Are you persuaded that God is able to commit what you committed unto him today? Oh, what about you committing yourselves, and what about what he has committed unto you? Is God Can God say that I've committed it unto them, and I know that they will keep it at this moment? Uh, it's because I'm committed. I'm willing with unpleasantness. Because I'm committed, I'm willing to deal with the ugliness. Because I'm committed, I'm willing to deal with the unfairness. Because I'm committed, I'm, I keep a smile on my face even when there's pain. Because I'm committed, I'll say all is well when I'm going through. Because I'm committed, I will deal with whatever is embarrassing and is not. Uh, because I'm committed, I will not be confounded. It's because I'm committed, I will not, you will not cause a discomfort to my commitment. Uh, I'm persuaded and therefore I am committed. Are you committed today? Bless you, Lord Jesus. God is looking for a commitment. Amen for those. And, and so I believe it is that uh, Paul said, I, I, I crucify this flesh daily. Amen. And just like he crucified the flesh daily, then therefore he is committing himself every day. When you get up in the morning, do you recommit yourself? Amen. When you lay down at night, do you recommit yourself? Amen. When you go to sleep, are, are you absolutely sure? Oh, my God. And so therefore, I heard you talk about those filthy dreamers. Amen. That when you find yourself wandering off into an area that you should not be in, that you wake yourself up. Amen. Because you want to maintain your commitment to God. Oh, bless your Lord God. Uh, he might come like a thief in the night, and I want to make sure that, that no matter what time it is, it's 2 a.m., that, that when he show up, that I'm ready. Amen. That when he show up, that he see my commitment. Amen. It could be 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., but when he show up, he need to see my commitment, that I'm committed unto him. Oh, bless your Lord God. Because I looked at myself, and, and you know, I got my own testimony, and so do you, but, but you know, I looked at it, and I saw the end game. Amen. I saw the end of all things. I looked at it and read it in the word of God. Amen. I made up in my mind just like you. Amen. That I'm committed unto God. For God I live and for God I die. Amen. It's time out of Oh Lord God bless your name Jesus. You know it comes a time that you mature. It comes a time that you just stop doing things any kind of way. It comes a time that you lay down the foolishness. It comes a time that you lift up a standard. My God bless your name Jesus. There comes a time that, that you tell those that are not any good for you. That we can't hang out anymore. There come a time that you have to break off that relationship. My God, because I'm holding on to a commitment. I made a vow unto the Lord. And I won't take it back. I told God that I'll live saved. And so I've got to tell you, friend, that if you're not going to live saved too, then we can't hang out together. You might have been my brother, but you might have been my road dog. We might have hung out and got high together. We might have chased the ladies together. We might have 
were men together. We might have got drunk together. We might have did a lot of things together. But the day comes that you make your commitment that I'm going to hold on and do what is right. I'm not going to be up and down. Up one day, shouting in the church, singing a song, and then the next week later, I'm doing whatever I want to do. I'm saying, God, oh God will forgive me. He understand me. Don't judge me. But the devil is a liar. The judgment has already been passed. Because the word of God has already been written. And we cannot escape. If we neglect so great a salvation, my God, are you committed to God? Is that in game? That's what God is saying. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. A, 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 a commitment that's not flawed, uh, but a commitment uh, that shows honesty. Honesty on the job. Uh, when they doing something, uh, when they having what they want to do, uh, they know you. Uh, they know your spirit. Uh, they know what you said. Uh, they know how you acted. Uh, do you compromise that uh, uh, to get along with everybody? Uh, he's looking for a commitment. Uh, bless your Lord. Come on. He's looking for a commitment. That end game. You got to think about the end game. My God. We think too much about what can you do for me right now. I believe if we just line up and do things right. Do, do, I, do I need to say anymore? Bless your Lord God. And then it will take that will take care of itself. Bless your Lord Jesus. Huh. When I read in the word of God, you have folks that are highly educated, not saved. But we get in church and feel that education is not necessary. I'll just pray about it. And I'll just morph into it. <laughs> That's like laying your head on a book. And you're going to just absorb the knowledge that's in the book. Well, I done, I done prayed about it, so now I'm just going to put... And I'm going to wake up with enough not listen here. God, if you live according to the end game, the end game, if you live knowing that I'm looking for this end result, I'm telling you everything else will line up with it. It's impossible for him to deny himself. Watch out. Uh, let me say that again. It's impossible for him to deny himself. Uh, all right. As we become that reflection of him, he's not going to deny the desires of his heart. Bless your Lord. He's not going to desire, he's not going to 
desire those things that are going to offend or go against the word, but it's just going to line up because you are a reflection of him. And so therefore, the entrapments that the enemy brings to cause you to break your commitment. Well, I went out and I spent too much. Now I can't tithe. I went out and I overspent and now my offering has decreased because I've increased it somewhere else. Even in your in the natural, because just like you, let me let me go here for a moment. I'm 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 gonna be sitting down. You gotta commit to yourself to putting money away. Mm-hmm. Come on. Somebody say amen. amen. You ought to commit to putting and being uh, consistent. You know, when we talk about that commitment, we're talking about that consistency because there's an end game. There's something at the end. I'm going to go on. 1 Timothy 4, 9. It says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all exhortations. For this, therefore, we labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe those things command and teach. Let no man despise your youth. You know, one of the beauties of having a young pastor One of the beauties, well, I guess I won't need that. (laughs) One of the beauties of having a young pastor is that God gets to pour into them. God gets to pour into them. God, you get to witness and watch the wisdom of God being poured into her. Mighty God. You get to watch and witness the making of something great. So you can say, I was there. I was there. Bless your Lord. You get to watch and recall how God takes that young pastor from grace to grace. Bless you, Jesus. You get to witness and watch how God transforms. Bless you, Lord Jesus. How God transforms. Now, Elder Melanie, can, can, can I use you for a moment? All right, can you come right out there and stand in the center? 
Bless you, Lord Jesus. Where's the armor bear? I don't know. Armor bear? Mm-hmm. Come on. And just stand with your backs to her. Stand with your back to her. That's fine. That's fine. So you get to watch in these armor bears sort of like the the authority, you, you know, when you read in the scripture, you read about seraphims. He's always surrounded by seraphims. Uh huh. You're not going to get close to him. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. This is off the press. You're not going to get close to him because those seraphims are going to examine you closely. And if there is no commitment, it becomes an unapproachable situation. Now, armor bears block. That means that before you get to her, you need to get to the armor bear. Because that's her protection. And as you watch this, so that, that means that, that they're going to be shutting down some stuff. Uh-huh. They have the authority to rebuke, reprove. Mm-hmm. When they stop something, that's a rebuke. I'm not saying they're going to throw scripture at you, come at, but when they stop you, that is a rebuke. Okay? So don't get offended. God bless you. Now, I'm, I'm glad none of y'all look like those seraphims. <laughs> and all of this building would be empty. <laughs> but listen, let's keep our commitment. We're all holding on to a legacy that is certainly of God. We've all been richly planted, seasoned by the word. All of us have been blessed because of because of our founder, Ocean Black Shervin, and not only her, but but working under the, 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 the teaching and the directionship and manhood of, of Robert, uh, Deacon Elder Robert Irvin as well. And now we all have uh, she Elder Miller is carrying the mantle, but all of us have a piece of the mantle too. And so with our commitment that we carry on to do the will of God, amen, as we know to do, God will and is going to bless. Do not forget the end game. Amen. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Mighty God. We certainly thank and praise God. And I'm going to relinquish the microphone. We certainly thank and praise God for listening audience, those that have joined in under the, the, the banner of uh, Inside the Pages. Amen. God bless you. I don't want to start calling names, but there's certainly a lot of, a lot of names here.
Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listening in and joined us in service. Amen. The Lord is truly blessing. Amen. And giving us a voice, not just locally, but uh, on several continents. And so we ask that you will continue to pray for us as we are praying with you and for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.